Wrestle Rager and uh, Alabama Dan's like, hey, come here. And we were like, it was him, me, and Dalton. And he's like, this is a fun game to play when you're bored. You just go to somebody's account, go to their likes, and you just scroll until you find, uh, you know, them liking inappropriate things. So we stood there for like a good 10 minutes and like, Every time uh, a new photo would pop up, we would all cheer. And then, like, people started looking at us <laughs> as we were all, like, hovered around the phone and just, like, cheering every time one would come up. It was hilarious. It was a good time. It's, uh, it's something I recommend everybody do. Uh, there's some really good ones. If uh, you go check out some of the AIW people, there's, there's, some, there's some really fun ones. That's all I'll say. Oh, no. <laughs> shout, shout out Dagather for uh being our new head of hr and letting me say slurs so yeah i i i think it's gonna i think as long as it's not on eric allowed now oh mm-hmm. josh is muted so he doesn't even he doesn't know what he's doing what the does this work yeah you had yourself on you mute. fucking boomer i'm using this thing here this button you hit the mute on zoom completely i will not oh, tell you brother well, I'm back, and I was looking through these likes, and there's a lot of boobies. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. If you look at mine, if you look at my like, there can be boobies on mine too. I'm it's like, I'm best. not gonna lie. It's so fucking what, fun. Wait, you're liking boobies on Twitter too? I didn't know that. Y'all are so Dude, fucking. I like I like all kinds of thirsty uh, tweets and stuff on the show accounts, <laughs> and I started replying to them now. Uh, which I've showed you guys several times because I think it's really fucking funny that a podcast is like talking horny to wrestling women. It's funny. Yeah, we have to do something about that to balance the scales. Uh, you can just do it too from right. the show you account. Have, you have yeah. access. What do you yeah. mean? The scales will be balanced. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh man, there's going to be so much girl <laughs> on our likes. Fuck. <laughs> and it's not going to be for me this time. Oh, Marcy. Oh, we're getting dangerously close to a slur. Um, Mischievous Marcy. We're on the air. We are currently on the air. I think. Yeah, Yeah, no, it is. It is. Uh, Dagather said you could do it one time on the air. One time? Just one time. These HR rules don't sound legal to me. He's very open. Did you ever listen to the first episode of Hayabusa? He very openly calls our buddy Young Ed names, so... Well, this seems very lenient for an HR policy. I don't know. They're normally I very strict. He, he, was a fee, he was a favor hire, Josh. I don't know what you want me to do. Young Ed's what our friend. What did you get in return? Young Ed's yeah, our friend. He, he asked right. for. He asked for. I got to come back on the show. That's, that's oh, this was this was specifically for you then. Yeah, you know, ah. I, I can work little angles. So the rest and, of us get nothing. Exactly. Just like uh, we have a live ad read this week, and none of Ooh. you are getting money from it, but I am. All uh, right. And I'm getting dick pills from it, so it's sweet. Are you? I can't wait. No. When do we do the live reads? I don't know. It's, it's just I can send you the ad. It's like I don't know. He he asked for like one of us to read it at some point during the show, and I figure we'll just uh, throw it in somewhere. So throw it in. Let's read it. You want to read it <laughs> yeah, now? We might as right. well. Okay. Let's see. Live read. Burr, burr, burr. So it is the two year anniversary of Sick Things Clothing. Starting October 28th at 9 a.m., all shirts will be buy to get one free until November 4th at midnight. Hoodies not included, can't be combined with any other offers. He will have four brand new designs that will be released October 28th. They will be available in t shirt and pullover hoodie. Keep your eyes peeled for details regarding part two of your of their two year anniversary sale that will take place on Thanksgiving weekend which we will uh, be around for so oh that's red 
Thanks for the uh, thanks for the read. That works. I like yeah. that very much. And they're also going to uh, print us up some shirts that we will have available for a our Patreon members and B for uh, people at Hell on Earth. So they'll probably be at his table. And he bought our he bought our hoodie and shout out for that. Enjoying our new uh, our new logo hoodie, which is great. I've been wearing that all weekend. It's that's a great. it's a very wonderful, beautiful partnership that's uh has blossomed between Sick Things Clothing and uh IW Guide in the last couple months. All because I went and said hi to him at a show. So well, sometimes it just takes a little bit. You reach out, you say hello, it's a little it's a good gesture, and yeah. then you uh and then you make you know goodwill comes from there. So can't knock it, butters. Good job. Yeah, I uh gotta make sure I don't call him any slurs. So. Right. Let's not slur up the uh uh the sponsors at this point. Right, so, Mars. No more reason slurs, I please. wasn't here last week is because uh, Josh Bishop scares me, and uh, he definitely um, was not happy that I called him Bone Job. So I was right, like, we nah, were just I'm going to avoid this. So what right. you're saying is, is you're a giant coward. Uh, well, <laughs> have you seen Josh Bishop's muscles? It could have just have you, you could have just though, you could have just apologized. Have right. you ever seen well, a Josh Bishop but, bump? Like, I would have won him pissed at me if that's what he does when he fucking liked you. Right. I, uh, I, no, I don't apologize. <laughs> I, I just keep moving forward. What a hero. That's <laughs> how we do it in the modern society. Hero. Hero. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, he was lovely and, uh, he wore, he was the bone job at the, uh, AIW Halloween. Yeah, he was, uh, a party. So at least, he took some of that to heart and decided to uh, lean all the way into the bone job. So when I named the episode, I hadn't listened to every bit of the interview before I called it bone job. I just started to get to that part where it was being discussed a bunch. Yeah. And then the ultimate name popped up as I was listening to it on, uh, I think it was Sunday. Uh, and so I had to rename the episode to too old for a bone job uh, because that was just a way better, funnier name. So that's right. Well, some of us are. Some of us, the, the days of bone jobs have passed us by, if you will. I don't know. Right, Jay your, your wife might be really <laughs> be, be, into. Speak for yourself, dude. I'll take the dick pill. I don't care. <laughs> dick pills and bone jobs. I think uh, your wife might be into, you know, putting some chicken bones in her mouth. I, and I, I 100% doubt it. <laughs> I can, I can, with 100% certainty, say there is no chance. So. Anyway, uh, Jayhawk, I saw you dressed up, by the way, this weekend, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was you... old Cassidy, man. It was amazing. <laughs> that was the best orange Cassidy costume I've ever seen. He was yeah, a I... human meme. He looked like that, that uh, Steve meme Buscemi. Yeah, of Steve Buscemi dressed up as a young guy with the skateboard. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. It was the best. Did you get a big pop or what? Go. I didn't really get that big a pop, although there was a there was a kid about my son cage who also dressed up like Orange Cassidy in the front row. So I made a point to walk over there and do the fist bump deal with with him. But I my my big goal was to go in there, do the yeah little weak kick to the shin to somebody and get dumped. And nobody wanted to actually throw me over; they all wanted to sell the shin kick. Going yes. up being in there for going up being in there like a lot longer than I was planning on it. How many bumps did you take? I took two. Oh, I took two Hall of fame bumps. Yeah, I took the bump over the top rope finally by DLA. He was dressed as Colo Kakoa, hmm. which was really just him wearing a pair of shorts. Because he already looked like Colo Kakoa, in all honesty. And then our other referee, Marg, was dressed as Fighter Gwen. And she went and she hit me with a forearm, and I fell down like I was dead and just lied there for like five minutes. How many that people got, were in that? 
There were 20 characters and a couple people doubled up. So you know, maybe seven, maybe like 18 people. Oh, okay. Efficiency. That's fun. Yeah, that's how you get. That's how you pay your guys. Put them under the hood. Yeah, but me me going down for the forearm got a big pop. I was just lie there for like five minutes and cold until somebody finally came and went, oh, we're going to pick him up and do something. Like the Danielson Suzuki forearm? Yeah. Well, I liked I liked the costume Jayhawk. That really worked for me. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was nice to see you, you pulled it off pretty well. Yeah, and you look pretty happy doing it. So good for you. I went Mar- roller skating this weekend, by the way. Marcy cared. dressed up as a as a character this weekend too. Oh yeah, yeah. That was Marcy. I, went was, as- I was also Spider Gwen. How was the show? Did you guys have fun? It was a blast. It's a yeah. cool venue. Does it? You think it'll? You think it'll stick? Think they'll be able to do more there? I'd hope so. It's like a cool spot. You actually ran there, and it's it's. I've been there before for that, and I really liked it. So I think, I mean, if they schmoozed enough, hopefully, it's our. Was it Mercury Lounge when you went? When you XWA was there? I don't think so. I think it was called something else. the The only issue is since it's Lakewood, and like everything else in Lakewood, there is no parking. Yeah, I remember having to like park down the street and stuff like that when I went. Lakewood's a suburb, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where the show is for Hell on Earth, right? Because we're staying, we stay like near that East Lake. Oh, East Lake. Oh, okay. That's kind of like that. I got you. That's same. It's all the same See, thing. Mars, sometimes I get confused. You it's know, fucking Cleveland. I don't know. It's all Anywhere. Cleveland to me. Right. It's I, Northeast I, Ohio. I actually want to raise the question to Marky, but it came up in a conversation I had earlier today with somebody. Okay. How far? How far outside of Cleveland can you be until uh, until legitimately tell people I'm from Cleveland? My theory is because the cab played in Richfield, not like about a twenty mile different. That anywhere within a 20 mile radius, you're probably okay. But I want your opinion on it. I mean, I step out and I can see a sign for Cleveland. So I feel like that's close enough. That works. I, I'm like, I'm literally right on the border. Huh. That seems fair. But like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like people from like, so, okay. So in New York, have you consider anything that's like people in the city consider anything that's like 20 minutes outside of the city that isn't Long Island? That's just upstate when that's kind of like not geography. Ge- ge- Geographically, Geographically correct. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. I don't know. Who cares? Who gives a shit? It's dumb. <laughs> Geography's <laughs> stupid. Yeah, but I but I bring the cup and I legitimately at one point called somebody like, oh, I'm from Cleveland. And come and go, go, what part? And I went, Ashabiola. No, you're not from fucking Cleveland, dude. No, that's like an hour out, right? If you're an not hour quite. away, you're not from Cleveland. Yeah. Not quite that far, but as far as far enough away from fucking Cleveland, they'll be like, no, motherfucker. You seem fired I- up about that too, Jayhawk. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Like, I live closer to Youngtown than Cleveland. Uh-huh. But if I, but if I'm talking to somebody from out of state, I'm probably going to tell them I'm from Cleveland, but they'll know where that is, and I don't have to anchor it for me in question. Youngstown's a pretty famous space, spot too, you know. Yeah, but you'd be surprised how many people don't know where it is. Some people so, are dumb. Yes, I get it. I get it. So if, but if I know, but if somebody from Ohio, like, where are you from? I'm going to narrow it down a little bit closer than than Cleveland. You're from the fucking state. You have should have at least some idea. So it's Josh, IW guide, skating. by the way. Wait, it's IW guide. Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, we're gonna get no there. I, I was trying to get there after. I was trying to get there after it. Jesus. Oh, I just thought that'd be a good break point because <laughs> Jay Hook was ranting on geography. <laughs> we are we are not a geography podcast. I'm Marcy. I'm Jay Hawk. Jay Gold. I'm back. I'm Butters. Thank God. I was hoping you'd be back. The captain of the ship has returned. Mm. And uh He's fucking turning it right into the iceberg right now. We're we're going down like the Titanic, baby. Yep. 
Well, but and, and you asked before, I did go roller skating this weekend, and it was yeah, fun. So there was like a series of four photos, okay, yeah. or, or like fo- fo- photo and video. And yeah. the last one is just like this creepy fucking like yeah. <laughs> character just standing there staring Skate at you. And I'm like, is this like a fucking like horror movie? Is it going to start <laughs> s- r- skating towards me that's, and come out of the fucking picture? So Skatosaurus out of nowhere, th- this, I don't know if, if these even exist anymore. Like the, the I said in, in my caption, it is the last training ground for children hardwood four-wheel no ankle support roller skates these kids are wiping out left and right all i hear are kids crying and smashing and then they all go the guy gets on the mic and he's like everybody go to the wall we have a special guest so i'm sitting there and they play that and they go it's skatosaurus and he comes out nobody knows what to do there's no clapping we're looking at this this uh, this dude in a mascot, you know, and he skates by, tries to start clapping, but because it's dead silent and he's wearing that costume, you can't hear any clapping noises. So he hears like this muffled mitts go by and all the kids are completely clueless. And then three seconds after he comes out, he does like a little dance and they go, well, that's all the time we have for Skatosaurus. And Skatosaurus disappears. Josh, <laughs> your adult duty is to do like in Big Daddy and throw a fucking stick in front of him so he falls down. <laughs> well, the, pro- the biggest problem is I was afraid to fall myself. So like any moving I was doing was like very calculated. So if I took any other steps outside of the range of, hey, Josh is going to go from this wall over to that side. I would have wiped out completely. So <laughs> Skatosaurus is going to have to get his ass kicked by a little kid because it's not going to be me. Yeah, I uh, definitely had the skate fall, get run over, my fingers run over by somebody. Dude, it's and, no uh, joke. The uh, only person that was like trying to skate with me was my friend Caitlin, who like is still my friend to this day. Like we weren't really friends through school, but like we like became friends again after school. So that's kind of cool but yeah it's a cool memory i have i don't know if she remembers but i remember that well i think everyone should at least go there and, and experience this as you start getting older and see if you can do it challenge yourself that's what i say see what see what happens my feet still hurt it's I'll been fucking, two days i'll hurt something brother oh, like yeah. i can't i can't pick somebody up off the ground without herniating a disc like there's I've, no place to land you just skate. land on the wood the hard wood like you just go down I bust like, my ass man yeah. i don't want to be in a getting taken skate. out on a stretcher do you think I could challenge um, Skatosaurus to roller derby? Oh, Marcy, that would be amazing. That would be at you versus Skatosaurus in a in a roller derby around the rink. Because I have never seen anything as uh, it is hardcore in there. The kids are wiping out. Some of the adults are going fast. Somebody has roller blades on. Somebody doesn't. And like the referees go around, like the people who are maintaining it. And if the kid's down for longer than like three seconds, that's the only time they'll go over and like see if they're okay. Otherwise, they go right by them. Right, it's crazy. Follow up question. How many kids do you think I could take out before some before I was removed from the premises? It would be a while. You'd have you'd have a good shot. Unless a Fuck parent yeah. is complaining, you'd have very good shot of taking out a whole bunch. Why is the only thing that came to mind when you were talking about this is just watching Scott Steiner just like clothesline kids and people <laughs> that are rollerblading. I just want to see Scott Steiner like fucking clothesline people. Like he doesn't have to have skates on. He just needs to walk out there and just start clotheslining people. That would be amazing. It'd be very yeah, entertaining. 50% chance of surviving a Scott Diner clothes line, but if Scott Diner on roller skate on roller skate, that chance goes down. Never mind. Don't mm. don't don't bust out the math because he'll show up and sue us for copyright like, infringement. Like, like why? Like why? That's what I did. Patreon shout outs for ten dollar <laughs> tier. Zach, Chris, Andrew, and Brock. And of course, special shout out to Patty. I'm back. Hi, Patty. Hi, Patty. Patty checked on me every day. 
every day. She was gonna Many be motherfuckers as, did, but Patty. I thought she was going to be as me. disappointed as we were that you were back, but that's all right, Patty. If you huh. can celebrate Butters being back, that's okay. Huh. Get out of here with your bullshit. <laughs> uh. What's on this weekend? Okay, over on the fight TV kind of things. Among the shows that will be airing Thursday, October 26th at 11 p.m. Antino Brothers Wrestling present Night of the Human Death Match. I, I, I post all those animal death matches we normally get, I guess. Uh, main event for that one, Fatal 4-Way Match, Ishvan, Alec Tomas, El Primo Genio, and, and Adrian Quest in the Fatal 4-Way. On Friday morning, 5.30 a.m., Australian Wrestling Entertainment present Fright Night Wrestling. And a main event, the AEWE Championship, Luke Watt taking on Scott Magnum on Boy, Saturday. I can't wait to tune in to see that. <laughs> You're really selling it, brother. <laughs> you, you know, 95% of what fight got on is pre-taped stuff. Go try, try, try to find something that's live that people might be interested in. Or we skip it. We send it over to Mars over at IW, IWTV. And hey, hang on. I got freaking stuff pulled up now. <laughs> all Jim, right. Great. Well, all right. Saturday, October 28th at 8 p.m., IWF presents Freedom to Fight 2023. There you go. Ma- the main event, IWF World Champion Benjamin Toll defending against Impact Aiden Print, among more there. And then on on Sunday, 5.05 p.m., Gula Morton presents Fright Night between James Anthony, Verkin Blade, Verkin Nathan Cross, and a street fight for the Gula Morton Championship. Marky, what's going on IWTV? All right. Over on Friday at 8 p.m. Central Time, Freelance Wrestling presents Dead by Dawn. In the main event, Storm Grayson defends the Freelance Championship against Effie. Brian Keith defends the Freelance Legacy Championship against August Matthews. And then on Saturday at 7 p.m. 30 Eastern Time, Limitless Wrestling presents Fresh Blood 23 with Alec Price defending the IWTV Independent World Championship against Jay Malachi, as well as Desmond Cole taking on Ortiz. Doing interviewing. Marks on the internet that ask the questions that they think are cool to ask. Before we start, before we start, you notice my camera is not on. Yeah. Um, because I'm a very private person, but I will paint the picture for you. I'm watching my 85 inch television, uh, Monday night football. <laughs> my cat is asleep on my lap and, uh, I'm enjoying a power aid. But my question is, why is Jared in a prison? <laughs> Jared literally looks like right off camera is a hole in his basement where there's a woman. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It, it is. It is very. Yeah, it does look very suspect. It what does. did I sign up for? That's all I want to know. Jayhawk, answer, <laughs> comment. I, everybody keeps saying it, but I guess shut down over there. Seriously, like, where is the lotion and is it in the basket, Jared? <laughs> it puts the Joe dirt in the hole. <laughs> oh, gross. Well, we haven't had any issues. No one snuck in front of his camera, so we don't know who's there a lot of the times. But you, we can guarantee you there is no uh, visual element. This is just for us to cue each other when we need it. So okay, it, just, it makes it a little easier for us to uh, to chat it up. 
Wait, Butters, Actually, did you have an intro? Oh, I have a huge intro. Oh, let's sorry, intro. Guys. I told oh. you I did I did lots of homework. I wasn't sorry, on sorry. Last week. I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to step on your toes. No, it's quite all right. All right. Our guest tonight, a former member of Alpha Beta Duke, a former member of Jersey Dukes, a former member of Nixon, a former leader of Duke Money, the current leader of Cassius King, the current Golden Boot Haas Division champion, the six-figured man. Formerly PC lover, but now known as simply the Duke. You you got that about ninety five percent right because I would go now with seven figures. Mm-hmm. Seven uh, figures, okay. Yeah, so you I know, was I gonna s- say that I sold the business, so I, I, I've done a little bit better than I was doing. So the, the cage match needs updated. Then we're gonna have yeah. to get on them. Uh, I like so, that. I was gonna actually correct you. It's, it's right, right, right off. So right off the rip, though, uh, PC lover. What what did the PC stand for? Uh, PC lover was the, 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 the moniker was the email PC lover. Okay. So much like CM punk, you know, no one really knows what it stands for. They do, but they don't, but they yes, but no. So it, it really was just tying into the email part of it. And PC is great initials for someone who, you know, takes a computer with him and tries to pick up chicks while he's wrestling. Um, so that's that the PC has no bearing other than personal computer lover, I guess. I, well, I see, I had some guesses. I had pork chop lover, <laughs> okay, yeah, politically correct lover. Uh, um, I don't know about that, but <laughs> Pringles can lover, uh, I do or, like a good- or popcorn lover. So, uh, you know, it's funny. I was just, I, I was, I was watching my favorite show, uh, yesterday, uh, The Food That Built America. Great, yes, great show. show on the History Channel. It was the popcorn episode, and I had a little epiphany, and I said, you know, I really got into popcorn, and I'm not sure why, so that wouldn't be it. But <laughs> chop, I'll give you, and Pringles can, I'll give you, but... Maybe you like the outdoors. What about Pinecone Lover? Uh, <laughs> that reminds me of the... Of the Family Guy cutaway when Carter Peterschmidt made Peter eat a pine cone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eat the pine cone. I don't want to eat the pine cone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so um, I'm going to stray away from some of my normal questions right off the rip. I got some other ones I really want to ask. Okay. Uh, is it true that you once feuded with John Moxley and Sammy Callahan? We didn't feud with them. Um it wasn't Moxley. It was Callahan and his initial and late tag team partner, uh, Matt Riot. Uh, that was back in, before Absolution 3. We were doing a thing. It was Alpha Beta Duke. And that was back in the day. I got to be careful how I word this. Um, Sammy was – he was a um, – Oh, let's say he was he was very determined to get on as many shows as possible. Um, so he had all sorts of tricks and, and ways, you know, he would get out. If Biggins was alive, he could he'd tell you the whole story without me hemming and hawing over it. But uh, so somehow we booked Sammy and he had a tag team partner that he traveled with and that he trained with named Matt Riot. And we brought them in and it culminated in a. Uh, six man war games, the only war games we've actually ever done in AIW. And it was myself and uh, Fat Nick, uh, whose name we don't really mention anymore, and James Avery. I don't know if you guys know who James Avery is. Uh, he's a trainer down in Columbus, and we used to bring him up periodically uh, for stuff. 
And it was Matt Ryan, Sammy Callahan, and Jason Bain. I don't know if you guys know who Jason Bain oh, is. Oh, I know Jason Bain. I know Jason yeah. Bain, yeah. Yeah, and so he he was the third man on their team. And it was a fun little match. Um, me me and Matt did uh, – we started. We did most, most of the stuff. Um, it was a fun little absolution match. Um, unfortunately, he – I'm, I'm trying to remember the story. I think he got hurt. Hey, I know he died in what I think was like a training accident or something. Um, like something happened in the ring. He broke something or damaged his neck. I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I know he did pass away uh, like 15 years ago, 16 years ago, oh, which wow. sucks. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a terrible thing. Uh, but I don't, it was just like one of those flukes, I think. And then You're we ended up 21. Sorry, he was only 21 when he passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really young, and we ended up bringing Sammy back with Moxley as the switch. Uh, what were they? Switchblade conspiracy or something? Yeah, that was Absolution Four, uh, and then that was the last time we had any anyone related to Sammy in. So there was a bunch of different versions of Alpha Beta Duke. Which one was your favorite? Um, you know, I liked Hayes. I liked Mean Hayes because it was just. The dichotomy of the team was different. He was like the he was the technical guy a little bit. He could go. He had good good wind, and I was the big bruiser. And so it was a nice it was a nice um, separation of roles, I guess. You know, okay. and when we had to unfortunately stop using Hayes, uh, we Nick came in, and then I mean Nick was fine. I like. You know, I, I don't really have anything bad to say about Nick as relates to that, but that's part of the whole breakup of AIW and yada, yada, yada. And so we kind of skip over that part of the history. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jabari was in it, uh, you know, uh, a little bit as uh, I, th- I think he was, I think he was super Oprah when he was in it. Um, so when I moved to Georgia for a couple of years, we gave them, I gave them the the tag belts and they had the tag belts for a minute. And then when I came back, we tried to, uh, you know, bring it back with like the potato and, and all, all this. It was, it was more of a more of a goof at that point where it was me and then all these like hanger ons that would, would try to come in. But I think I think in most as is most cases, the first one is the best one. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably the one I would hang my hat on. Uh, in doing research, uh, to talk about, uh, all this stuff with you, I was sent a video from Cleveland, all pro wrestling PC lover, Tyson Bishop, Isaac Burton versus Seamus O'Reilly, Romeo Vino and Brett Myers. Uh, do you want to let everybody know who, uh, Seamus O'Reilly is? Seamus O'Reilly was, uh, John Thorne's wrestling gimmick. (laughs) Uh, and And let me tell you duke you looked like a brick shit house in this video like you look like batista (laughs) in this video from from the footage i i was very shocked i'm actually i'm actually really small there quite i mean in my not maybe not look i only weighed about 235 uh in that in that match that was basically right after we had trained like we had, we had done our training and we ran, mm, I know we ran at least one Cleveland championship wrestling show, maybe two. I think it was only one because I got hurt really close 
after we did the second one. So I think it might have only been the first one. And then JT had his anniversary show that he would always run. And ironically, anniversary show, you always run those. And uh, he huh. he uh, he booked us all and was, you know, he wanted us to sell some tickets. That's how it works. And I think I sold a handful and I don't know if anybody else did, but he basically said, all right, you guys got the, if you watch the match, it makes no sense. Like it's just, he, he told us, he said, I want you guys to go out there. Never stop moving. He said, I want 10 to 12 minutes of just nonstop, whatever. And so that's what we did. And the match makes literally zero sense. There's no psychology, but it was just six guys doing spot after spot after spot and taking turns and and then we did a finish and yeah i was it was i was probably arguably the best shape i've ever been in was either that moment or the day i quit football in college one of those two and it was uh i probably a month and a half after that match or after our second show i dislocated my kneecap playing softball and was all downhill after that so <laughs> Uh, so now I'll get to my normal questions. Uh, what's the worst ring name you've ever heard? The worst ring name I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, um, <laughs> probably the potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. All I right. mean, I'm not, not, that's not, that's not anything uh, that that's not, me taking a shot at him i mean it's just a bad name like it, it doesn't like when you think of a potato what do you think of you know um no, because you're kind of putting me on the spot so which i guess is the point and uh is i haven't really you know prepared but i mean just right off the top of my head i mean it just it just doesn't it doesn't paint a very good picture i guess is what i'm saying that's very fair uh, my only other question I have is, do you have like a pre-show ritual? Uh, do you like stretch, do anything like that before you go out? Oh my God. Yeah, I, I have to, I stretch when I manage, uh, I'm an old man, Charlie. Um, I have to, I go in, I don't have music. I listen to, I try not to eat too much, like uh, too big of a lunch or whatever. If we got like a Thursday or a Friday show, um, I just kind of, I get away from what I'm doing. I try to figure out my shit. And then I'll just go get a chair. I'll just get loose for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And, you know, just kind of walk through everything. I don't have to get into a zone, so to speak, like some people, but I just need that. I need the time to talk about stuff and to figure stuff out. And then I need the time where I'm just um, on my own so I can kind of get all my ducks in a row, so to speak. Before you started training did you backyard wrestle with your friends like when you were in high school and stuff like that or was that you know so yeah we did sort of i mean we did it old school we didn't have like you know we didn't buy a ring from high spots or we didn't do we literally i had a friend who owns a greenhouse actually greenhouse is right down the street from where i'm living now and he grew up in a house next door and they had a big backyard and so he had these old pieces of pipe because obviously greenhouse has thousands of you know miles of pipes and hoses in it and he had these four really really thick big pipes he drove them into the ground probably about three two three feet into the ground so they weren't going anywhere and he we bought garden hoses and closed them off and stretched them around the posts and then this is kind of the gross part as as people would throw away mattresses 
we would find them on like on the curb. And if anybody found one, we'd call somebody up and go, hey, there's a mattress on this street. And so two of us would go drive out and get it and throw it in the truck and take it to the greenhouse. And so at, we had about 15 or 16 of them that we would spread out on the grass uh, in between the garden hoses. And that was our ring. Nice. And so we'd have, yeah, we did it a few times. We didn't do it a ton. We used to go to shows all the time. We used to, you know, do, I would do stuff at football practice in high school. I would just, I would beat my one friend up for like five minutes before practice started and have all the whole team is watching us because they didn't really understand what it was yet, you mm-hmm. know, back then. Um, but they thought it was a hoot. So, uh, yeah, but we did, we did a little bit, but it wasn't, it wasn't like we had a organization with like an entrance and all that crap. It was just five or six kids having fun in the backyard. I mean, that oh, was yeah. Josh. So, yeah. So I get to, I, I gladly get to jump in and I, I've been looking forward to this because I have a lot of questions um, about kind of the origin of, of the Duke. Um, okay. So, you know, I, I, Look, I know as far back as I go is about when I first came in 2018, my brother says, oh, he's listening to the podcast. He said they have this guy, the Duke. Everybody fucking hates him. Like he's <laughs> automatic heat. The second he comes in, everybody loses their mind. And I didn't understand what that was like. And then you came out at Gauntlet or whatever, and the place just lost their fucking mind. Like they lost it. So <laughs> I I honestly, I never saw that before, especially in indie wrestling. People are so like indifferent nowadays. So to see people literally lose it, um what is so you said you played football in 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 college what's this what's the origin so how far back would you say you go so you're an athlete in college and then you decide to wrestle what's the origin of like your your wrestledom your you know your wrestledom your your fandom and your your training like how far back do you go and what were you what were you growing up watching and why the direction you took okay Wow. All right. That's like Rodney Dangerfield's back to school question. I have one question in 24 parts. Yes. Well, I have a lot to do. I just tried to yeah. get it in. We know we have an hour. I want to make sure I at least say what I need to say. He gets everybody well, I with was, this. I, yeah. I mean, much like, much like everybody else, I, you know, started watching it when I was a kid. Now, granted, I'm obviously much older than most everybody else that's involved in wrestling. So I started watching it when I was probably 12 or 13. And you know, just like everybody else, I watched it with my dad. Now, my dad, my dad took great joy in ruining things for me. <laughs> um, and uh, for example, I'll give you a very quick example. Have you all seen the movie Soylent Green? Yeah. You all know what the payoff is, right? I hope everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. So, so we all. <laughs> so I'm watching it one day. I, I he, I think I was in high school. It's on Cinemax or whatever. He comes home from work. He said, what are you doing? I'm watching a movie. What are you watching? Soylent Green. You know, it's people, right? <laughs> so that's my dad's personality. So he took great joy in telling me that wrestling was a work. Like he he yeah. he knew or he suspected or whatever. So he's like, it's obviously fake. You know, you can see him. Why, why, why when they fall down, does it hurt sometimes? And it doesn't hurt, blah, blah, blah. But he humored me and he he took me to shows. Um he took me to we saw I saw the very first WrestleMania on closed circuit TV at Public Hall, which is an old uh, uh, arena in Cleveland. And he used to, he took me to a couple NWA shows uh, there. And so he, you know, kind of humored me and I, I got into it. And then as I, I got into high school, I found I became friends with some people who were into it, like the kids I 
backyard wrestle with. We would go to the, the old Coliseum in Richfield all the time, which is a great, great arena. I know Jared may have been there once. I don't know. I'm sure none of the other guys probably have. Not me. I, I, I was there quite a bit. Yeah, it was a great place for basketball game. Like you had, you had to be a fan of the Cavaliers because it was a half an hour out of Cleveland. You had to be a fan of wherever you were going because it was a bit of a drive, but it was a great building. And I saw the second Survivor Series there live. My friends saw the first two. I saw the second. We had fifth row seats on the floor. It was it was great. You know, seventeen years old. It was a great experience. And so that just kind of kept me going. And, and so I was like, well, I kind of want to do this when I get older. Maybe I should go to wrestling school. And I think I brought it up once and both my parents, keep in mind, neither one of my parents went to college, but they were both like, yeah, that's not happening. You're not wasting your, your life, whatever. I was like, okay, fine. So <laughs> I go to college, graduate, you know, get the job, do, do everything else. And I'm just like, man, it was, I never stopped watching it. So I always was still, you know, wanted to be a part of it. And I got this opportunity when I was like 31, I think I started training. Wow. And I got this opportunity and I was like, if I don't do this now, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life because this is something I've always wanted to do. I have no responsibilities other than myself. If I don't do this, I'm going to hate myself. So I went in, did it, trained, and... And who I trained guess. you, by the way? Sorry, who trained you when you, well, when we, you went in? We, we started with Lou Marconi, who did some TV work for WWE and did some ECW stuff before they really got going. He was Beef Stew Lou Marconi. And um, he trained us for about uh, six, seven months. He was our trainer until I think we had our first show for about six or seven months. And then Josh Prohibition came in and was training people, but he was mostly training Ray and um, this kid, Dio Salvador and Tyson Bishop. He, he, I don't think he was that interested in training me. I don't know if he thought I didn't take it seriously or what, but um, so those are the two. And then JT would come in every once in a while and run a, run a class for us. Um, So it was a little mix of both Uh, very different than what we do now with the kids that we have. Um, and so we, you know, we ran a few shows, uh, learned some lessons, took some bumps literally and figuratively, and then ended up in AIW in 2005. And the rest is history, as they say. So w- where did that develop into the, into the Duke that you are now? Like how long ago did that Well, that start? was actually, that was, I, I was, I was a uh, PC lover when we were Cleveland Championship Wrestling. And then when we branched off to to uh, when there was a, the first split and a lot of drama, you know, a lot of 90210 in this wrestling business. And uh, um, we, we first split, it was, I became the metropolis of manhood, uh, Crawford Kincaid, that was my name. And, uh, and then obviously couldn't do that going forward. So when I think it was JC, again, not there anymore, drama, drama. I think JC called me and asked me if I would come in and do AIW. And that was the name they gave me. Uh, that was, I don't know if it was Biggins's idea or Thorne's idea or JC's idea or whose idea it was, but they're like, yeah, well, we're going to call you the Duke. I was like, okay, cool. And I was a baby face for oh, 2005, 2012, for about seven years. And then um, we did the switch with the Nixon thing because some other things fell through. 
And so I took that over in 2012 and I've been a heel ever since. And the character has just kind of evolved just based on my own life. I mean, as I get more, I don't want to say important, but as I get, you know, more, uh, you know, get more involved in my career and, and more status and stature, it just, the, the character kind of evolves and develops as that goes. So, but it never yeah, loses just, how much the people, I mean, like it, you, it, it's never, I, and I, and now I've been coming to shows a long time now, and I can honestly say there's never been the gray area of, Hey, Oh, this guy's so bad, but we like him. It's always been, no, fuck that guy over and over again. And it's well, never changed. That's because, uh, you know, it's funny because our fan base and the independent wrestling fan base in general is incredibly liberal. You know, they are very, not that I'm, you know, closed minded to anything or whatever else, but they're very liberal uh socialist you know very it's just the 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 not necessarily the parents and the kids or whatever that come but the, our, our our hardcore fans are do not have the same personality that I do so I think there probably is a lot of genuine hatred there mm. I don't know where it comes from um I don't know if it's just if it's those those disagreements if it's I'm not gonna say jealousy because that would be egotistical and heelish of me to say um but you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where it comes from, but as long as it keeps coming, it's fine with me. I don't care. You know, it's amazing. It just keeps coming. It doesn't he, stop. He was beloved for a second, and then he turned on Mance Warner right, in, that's the, what J, it was. in the Jaylit finals. Well, that was and, uh, that, that was obviously exactly how we planned it, and it worked. It that worked to perfection. So. Um, yeah. There's been times what see I've always thought the Duke of like uh the Duke of New York from uh Escape from New York is when I think of the name. So like I it's always just when I was a baby face, that's what we had a, a one a fan a group of fans that would come and that's what they would always say when I would come out. They would scream Duke of New York A number one. And and then it just when we did the Nixon turn, I don't know. I guess I guess it's I guess it's what I just said, and it's also a lot of times I'm involved with the best baby faces and so there's obviously that part of it too where they you know they're not going to give me any inch of anything because they're going to cheer for josh bishop or west barkley or whatever else and quite frankly some of it's probably people are tired of seeing me and they want me to go away and you know i can't I, i'm an honest guy it's probably part of it i'm not gonna uh i'm not gonna fault anybody for that i've been around for a long time you know i've yeah. had I haven't really been reinvented and I don't think I have to be. So I haven't been, but well, that's the you thing know. you say that, but like, you know, also there was a stretch there where I only expected the guests who came from the signings mm -hmm. to beat up the Duke. Like, and it was almost like a comedy uh, type of thing where that you knew that guest was coming out to beat the Duke up. And then it changed into like, there was some Dr. Dan, but like, and then whoever else, you know, Carson, whatever, but the Duke was always like, I assumed it was almost like you could balance between like there's like an ironic comedy here to like I'm the bad guy, but it never went over to you have to like me ever. It always stayed for like, oh, I like to see him get his comeuppance, but it's goofy to see him get beat up by, you know, whoever was doing it. But it was always the the idea always seemed to be he's still the bad guy. I still fucking hate him no matter what, well, which people, is amazing. Yeah. I mean, people, all the people that we bring in, I love doing all that stuff with those guys because it's it's awesome. And, you know, they I, I don't think they give them all to me 
just because I think they they want to mix it up a little bit. Be proud, maybe because of what you said, it's expected. It's you know, it's kind of a foregone conclusion. Plus, I'm not going to be around forever, so you know, they don't really have a um, they don't really have another top heel to. I mean, Chuck is is good, um, but Chuck's a wrestler. Chuck's not going to do that with the people, you know. Yeah. Carson Carson works. Carson Carson tries too hard. I like Brian, but. He he's 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 getting better. Like his Halloween stuff was good, um, but he 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 doesn't. He always is trying to go for a laugh, and um, I don't. It's not about him. I, I'm not trying to say anything bad about him, but he just he needs he needs a little bit more. Uh, he needs to just kind of let things roll a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, and take it more. You know, take it more seriously with what he how to get to the end. Yeah. Um, but like when I'm doing, when I was doing with DiBiase, that was fucking fantastic. Oh, can I swear yeah. by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've been All swearing right. the whole I'm time. Not, of not like I'm going to say f every other word, but I don't want to make anybody angry. Um, nah. And uh, the steamboat thing was so much fun because the thing I liked about it was I get to interact with them. Like that's one thing that like Dan did that with Jeff, but Brian hasn't done that yet with with anybody where he's actually interacting with them. Where like Steamboat and I had a conversation, right? You know, I actually broke him in the ring with something that I said, which was hilarious because he had to turn away because he was laughing. And you know, the thing that pro the promo with DiBiase and that kind of stuff because like when Terry know, Funk beat you all over the place, like that, that was, was that was yeah. great, you know. Yeah. And but because Thorne trusts me, he trusts the fact that I can appreciate the moment, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to make it about myself, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's always very important to know when to show your ass in right. wrestling. And I have zero problem doing that because that's my job, you know, and I'm not naive or stupid enough to know that that isn't my job. Like, I'm not going to be the champion. This is my title match when I get to go out and get, you know, shot by Ricky Steamboat. That's I'd rather have that, quite frankly. Yeah. And so so because of that, let me ask you a follow up to that then. What? Like so, it's two parts. So when you were younger, and maybe it still is, who is your favorite wrestler from? Let's say because I was at WrestleMania one, I was in love with Macho Man my whole life, and he's always. If someone asked me my favorite wrestler, be him. But nowadays, you know, I got a lot because I watch a lot of stuff. So what? What was? Who's your number one on your list? And do you watch anything nowadays? And who's your guy that you like to watch? Um, always will always be and forever was it will be a Hogan guy. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the first one that I saw. He was he was just I mean, I was Vince McMahon's target audience when they brought him in and it worked. So, yeah. you know, what can, it worked on a lot of people. What can I say? Um, but, you know, back then, back then, I wasn't really a although I went to a couple of shows, I wasn't really a NWA guy. So I didn't know Flair. I didn't know uh, Blanchard and Anderson and, and, and stuff like that. But. I was a Hogan guy. I was a Vader guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else. So Vader, I, really- I mean, Vader was over on, was not always a WWE guy. So you must've seen some of that stuff. I mean, we both grew up around the same time. ESPN used to have that AWA tournament on and yeah. we used to watch the tournament and, and, you know, clips of, you know, going through a PWI, the Steiner brothers were always like our guys, like, you know, eighties, you know, early Steiner brothers, road warriors, 
Did you pick anybody that you're like, that's the dude, that's my, you know, besides Hogan, were you like off the beaten path at WWF? Did you have a guy that you were, you know, that's my yeah, guy? I, yeah, I had, I mean, I, like I said, I liked Vader. I really, 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 this is going to be weird because it's completely the opposite of, of anybody that I really watch. I love the Lightning Kid. Um, oh, wow. Back in uh, old Global Wrestling Federation on ESPN at like four o'clock when I come home from high from uh, middle school or high school because they every week, every show they had some kind of tournament going on so he was on almost every show I used to love watching him wrestle him and Jerry Lynn Jerry Lynn I love Jerry Lynn to death um, I like Eddie for his you know his realism um, uh, I'm trying to think of of other people that I. Uh, uh, just just as a category japanese females yeah. i mean are just are they're amazing to watch and they're so creative and they're so innovative um and you're watching but, that now are you what what are you watching right now are you doing indies you or know, the, the I, I, I try to pay it i try to pay attention to stuff i don't it's it's so hard you know, when you become a wrestler it completely ruins your ability to watch wrestling like you can't you can't separate it you can't disassociate yourself with what you're doing you can't so it, it you just watch it completely differently now um but i still watch you know i try to watch the big shows i don't watch the weekly shows very much uh i kind of forget sometimes when they're on you know because mm -hmm. i'm watching a football game or i'm doing something else or whatever else but there aren't there isn't really anybody that i'm like man i really got to watch that guy wrestle uh which is kind of sad because i mean i know there's a lot of really really good talent uh, but I guess I just, I just, I watch the shows to be entertained. I watch the shows to try to see some cool shit to see if I, there's, you know, anything, if I ever have a match at the flea market somewhere that I can steal. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, it's hard to pick anybody right now. I mean, you know, I, I do like, I do like watching, you know, matches like the bucks and stuff like, I mean, I will say Will Ospreay is pretty fucking entertaining. Um, yeah. we, we saw, we saw them the last time, I think it was the last time they were in Cleveland. Maybe it was two times ago. Uh, we had second row seats and Osprey, uh, I forget who he was wrestling and he just, oh, it was a six man. It was him and his partners, I think against the, um, Phoenix and, uh, Penta and somebody else. And he just did the most amazing. Like, I don't know how he did some of the things that he did. And I was just like, holy fuck, dude, this is incredible. You know, I, I guess when I can see something like that, that blows me away. That catches my eye. But just in general, I don't really think there's any one particular guy that I pay attention to. I get it. Jayhawk. Right. So you've done just about everything there is to do in wrestling. You've wrestled, <laughs> you've managed, you've done commentary, done a commissioner role at, at one point. What's your favorite role? Probably special guest referee. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> which I've also done on occasion. Uh, I do have a referee shirt in my bag at all times. Um, so, I mean, obviously, the, the you know, they're all different. So it's like, you know, it, it. I guess it depends on how you're feeling that day. You know, if you're feeling frisky, probably I'd rather wrestle. You know, I like I, I enjoy wrestling. Yeah, obviously, as you get older, it's not really your favorite anymore. Um the, the managerial stuff is fun because it still lets you uh, it still lets you be out there and and be involved in things and help out you know the young people and kind of see how it see how things develop and, and you're still part of the story. Um, c 
commissioner is commissioner is fine if you can get people to buy into it. Um, a lot of organizations try it, but they don't. They sometimes they cut your knees out, and so, so like like they don't buy into it. So it's hard for the fans to buy into it. Like maybe you don't have all the power you say you have. Maybe you don't. Have, you know they they kind of do things without you, and it's just kind of like all right, you're kind of killing my heat here, guys. But commentary is good too because. Um, I like, I like doing commentary with, with Wadsworth because I think we work pretty good together. Um, like I try not to, uh, people might disagree with this, but it, at least in my head, it's what I'm trying not to do. I try not to make jokes all the time. I try not to whatever I try to, you know, give a given when I'm with Wadsworth, I try to give an in-ring perspective of what's happening because he's never really been in the ring before. Um, I try to give a heel perspective where he's, you know, the, the ultimate consummate baby face. Um, so they're all fun. I, I know that's kind of a cop out answer, but they're they're all fun. And I think what and I think you're right. You work very well with Wadsworth, and and you're one of the few guys that go out there and get the talent over and doesn't try to get yourself over. So I do appreciate that when you're doing commentary. Right, and that's kind of what I mean. That's because my whole my whole existence in wrestling is to get other people over. Um, because a as Josh was saying. I don't really need to get myself over because for whatever reason, good or bad, I'm already over. And two, I know that I'm not in, you know, long-term top of the marquee plans for anyone. So I always try to put whoever, whatever I'm doing, I always try to put the other person over, you know, when I re- whenever I wrestle, that's the first question I ask. I go, well, what do you want to do? Cause I'm going to do about four things and then I'm going to cheat a bunch of times and it's going to be the easiest match you ever had. But what do you want to do to me to get yourself over? You know, so that's kind of my whole existence. Okay. Now, you may be the only person in the history of wrestling to have <laughs> single magic against both Tom Dunn and Potato. <laughs> what the fuck? Have I wrestled so Potato? I, I don't think I wrestled Potato. Cage match, you did. Why well, I brought the cup. Oh no! I did. You know, you're right. I, I I did it at a warp tour, so it's yeah. not um, it's not canon per se. But yeah, it was at a warp tour. That's right. So, which match was better? And I and I say that I was the referee for your match with Tom Dunn. So that's how I know that one again. It's the potato match, but and it's by, by leaps and bounds because the entire minute and a half Tom Dunn and I were wrestling, he was complaining about everything. <laughs> he was like, "I'm like, come on, let's go." I, you know, I. I He's like, don't hit me. Leave me alone. Don't pick me up. I'm tired. <laughs> like, all right, Tom, whatever, man. You know, don't sign up for this. If you can't do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, he was bitching the entire time. Potato and I had a had a freaking barn burner at the warp tour. I was I threw him off a tree at one point. I mean, it was it was crazy. Yeah. I slammed him on the on the fucking concrete or the grass outside. Yeah, we fought all over the place. It was fun. It was 900 degrees. Everybody was high on Molly. Probably it was. It was wild. <laughs> I wish that would go on tape. That's how fantastic. It, it probably is somewhere. I don't know where, but probably somewhere. Okay, getting away from wrestling for just a little bit. I know you pretty frequently go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite things to do in Vegas? Well, when I go to Vegas, I pretty much I don't go to Vegas. I go to gamble. And so it just so happens that I'm in Vegas. So I genuinely don't leave the casino. I genuinely bring too much money. I sit at a table for three days, play cards, and then I go home. Um, And that's usually because I go by myself. 
So when I with friends, I mean, we go to steak, we'll go to a steakhouse, we'll uh, mix it up a little bit. Um, you know, we might bop around different casinos, go outside. I did one time, I, my nephew's uh, 21st birthday about five years ago, my family went out and I was in San Diego for Comic-Con and I stopped at Vegas on the way back and met them and we hung out. I did go to a Backstreet Boys concert, which was very cool. Um, and we did a couple things. We went out to a dinner and, you know, we did a, 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 a few things with, with them. But mostly I'm just I'm losing money or winning money. That's all I'm doing. There's no Guy Fieri restaurant in your uh, in your Vegas trips. I see if it happens <laughs> to be in the casino I'm staying in, I'll swing by, you know, but <laughs> I usually go outside for two seconds, take a picture to show everybody I went outside and I go back in. <laughs> Honestly, my cauliflower alley club trip, that's what I do for the most part. I very rarely leave the hotel. Yeah. I mean, why? It's a thousand degrees outside and every hotel is the same. What the hell? Pretty much. Uh, what's your what's your game when you're out there? Though you have a favorite game. You kind of I mean, you get card, but it get blackjack. You do pie gal. What, what are you doing? No, pie I tried pie gal once. I, I I haven't mastered it. Um, and then I don't play baccarat because I'm not a spy or Asian. And I think those are the two. <laughs> those are the rules you have to be to play baccarat. I think. Um, I usually play a, a game called Ultimate Texas Hold'em, which is not regular Texas Hold'em you see on TV. It's a table game. Um, I usually play that. I like blackjack. I like, uh, crazy four. I'll play let it ride. I'll play, uh, Mississippi stud. Um, I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm ultimate Texas hold'em unless it's not going well or it's the tables are full. And then I'm pretty much wide open, whatever, whatever I can sit down at. And if there's a football game on, I'll put money in a football game too. Let it let it ride is great if you're if you just want to kill some time you can keep pulling back those cards. Oh yeah, I love let, it. Let it ride and pie gal. I mean, I people played, play, when we went to we, we for the, like ten hours and and win five dollars. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't I don't understand that game. We 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 came to Cleveland once. I for, I think it was for Abso when we came in and a few years ago, and I sat down at the let it ride table one hand. I played blind. Had a uh, was it a flush? Came away with like. $900 paid for the whole weekend. I was all done. Walked right away. Got up, left. One hand. Yeah. Played it blind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was great. Yeah. Find out <laughs> I will play for that game for that for exactly what you said. If you're in Vegas, if you're play, actively playing at a table, the alcohol free, just tip the bar, the waitress, and she comes around. Yeah. Hi, gal. You can break even all day long. You can get a table and just drink. And mm -hmm. the only thing you're looking at, whatever you're tipping the, the server for right. bringing your beer. Yeah, because it's it's two handed. You're playing two hands, and usually you're splitting, and so it's just kind of like you know you're just kind of killing time, really. Um, but I I tried it once. I screwed it up. I, I think I got like I didn't get yelled at by the dealer, but I was like, oh no, you got to do this that. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm gonna go somewhere else. So there's nothing but, more embarrassing as a as a card player than having to have somebody explain to you what to do there. I can't stand that. I just oh, I'm I like, please just don't talk to me. I'm I'm good. I know yeah. I've taught, I've taught so many, I should teach classes in the poker game. I've taught so many people how to play sit down and they don't have any idea what they're doing. Either they don't know what they're doing or they go, they think it's regular hold'em and they have to remind me constantly how good they are at regular poker. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I, I don't give a shit. Like I, <laughs> it's like, not you're, not, to me. <laughs> you're not playing this. The only real quick, the, the best time I ever had, I was down in Biloxi and I was playing, playing my poker game and this, Southern gentleman, probably 10 years older than me, 
this was probably 10 years ago. So he was, I was probably 40 something, he 40, 40, he was probably 50. And he sits down and he's like, I don't know how to play this game. And I was like, that's okay. I'll show you. He's like, all right, Duke, you show me how to play. So I'm teaching him how to play and I'm showing him. And he wins this big hand one, like, you know, five, 600 bucks on this hand or something like that. He's like, well, all right. And uh, he looks at me, he goes, Duke, you know what I like about you? I'm like, I have no idea. He goes, everything. And I was just like, all right, man, that's, that's good to hear. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Right. <laughs> and uh, and then I, I had to leave. He's like, oh, no, you're not leaving. I go, yeah, I got to go to bed. It's tired. I, you know, he's like, all right, man. And he's like, shook my hand. And he's like, you know, typical nice Southern guy. Um, it was cool. You don't usually get that. So it, that was fun. All right. I got one more. I think of my cloaker for everybody. Have you heard of the wrestling sleeve list? Wrestling what list? <laughs> the, the wrestling sleeve list. I don't think so. So this was started by Tony Khan back on the old Death Valley Driver message board. Okay. And basically he was trying to compile as many leaky things about the wrestling business as he could. Oh, okay. I want you to pick a number between one and 460. I'm going to read off that number to you. You're going to tell me if you think it's true or not. Okay. Uh, 212. 212. Back when Raven was working in Oregon regularly, he and the promoter bonded because they both had coke habits. They were joking, but remembered that their dealer had just been raided. Raven decided it would be a good idea to go ahead and go to the house to just sneak in, hoping to find some that had been hidden that the police missed. When he gets there and he finds a rock, he breaks it up and snorts sheetrock. That is 100% true. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I would, not I out would, of the ordinary. I think I would believe that. I would believe that story every day. Yeah. And if you've ever met Raven, that would not shock me at all. Honestly. I have. That's why I'm saying it's 100% yeah, I, true. I, I, I have too. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, yep. I would probably think that's true. All right. Marky, you're up. All right. So I remember back in like the early a um, cars going to change podcast, maybe make an appearance. There was the mention of Comic-Con and you mentioned Jared's last question. So it was about Comic-Con that always kind of drew you in. Um, I, I just I, I like the concept of it. I, I, I love comic book stuff. I'm, I'm not a huge like I, I'm not I'm not comic book guy where I don't I don't, you know, have a huge collection and know, you know, the, the the combination of the safe and the Punisher 24 or that kind of stuff. But um, I, I just, I, I love the concept of it. I like everybody just kind of hanging out and dressing up and kind of can't go wrong with, you know, girls in cosplay and uh, San Diego. I mean, I, I could keep listing amazing reasons to go. Um, but uh, my friend actually, friend of mine is the, um, local Superman historian. I, I don't, I'm sure you guys know Superman was created in Cleveland mm -hmm. and um, he, uh, he wrote a book about the two guys that created Superman. They lived on the East side of Cleveland, uh, went to school in like the twenties, couple, I think they were Jewish kids. So they had issues growing up, I think. And so they created this Superman character as like a, a way to kind of combat that stuff. And so he, made actually a documentary film and wrote a book and he made the film first and it got picked to be shown at San Diego comic-con and for a contest. And so he took, he gave all of us tickets and, and, and let us 
go out there. He was able to get, you know, a handful of tickets. And so about six or seven of us went out there and that was 2009. So that was the first time I went. And uh, I think it was 2009. And um, it was, it was just the coolest thing I've ever been to, you know? And so now every chance I can, I go and it kind of sucks. Absolution's always right around that time. And Thorne likes to stick it to me about, you know, oh, I'm going to schedule it on Friday of Comic-Con weekend, so I can't go or whatever. And But I've been probably six times, I think, now. And th- I went this year for the first time in about four years because of all the COVID stuff and everything. And it was like like putting on an old, comfortable pair of pants. I, you know, fit right back into it. It was it was, it was was great. I was so happy to be there. Um, I like just going to the panels and learning stuff about shows I like or comics I like or characters I like or voice actors, you know, all kinds of different stuff where you just sit down for an hour and they talk to you about the certain character they created or what their job is or whatever. I, I love that shit. Um, so that's, that's what kind of got me into it was that first time. But I just, I love going there because it's so cool. Plus it's, you get to go to San Diego for four days in July. I mean, Jesus. Do you, now do you have a, was there any year that stands out to you as like a favorite that you've gone? I'm sorry. Do you have like any, any year that you've gone that stands out to you as like a favorite for any oh, like particular um, reason? I, I, probably the, the, I mean the first one, obviously just cause again, the first one's usually the best one. And I was there, you know, we were there supporting my friend and his, in his documentary and stuff. So that was cool. Um, I the probably, it probably obviously before COVID it was a little bit more, a little bit more involved. Like there was a lot more people. Plus, this year, even though there was no COVID, they had the writer strike like a week before Comic Con. So a whole bunch of people canceled, a whole bunch of shows canceled. So that kind of sucked the wind out of it for this year. Same but as just, New York too, Duke. The New York yeah. one, we were missing. We we're missing shows. They, even though there were panels, they couldn't talk about their shows, so they just sat on stage and kind of looked at everyone. Well, that's, it, was, that's, it was very yeah. strange. That's what some of them said, but some like Marvel didn't go and right. a couple other things didn't go. And it's kind of like, all right, whatever, we'll make do, you know. And I do remember some of the panels I really enjoyed. I did see a South Park panel about uh, the Stick of Truth when they came out with that video game. Yeah. And the entire panel was just Trey Parker and Matt Stone. It, that was it. There was no moderator. They had a huge stage with about 14 seats on the dais. They each sat at one end of the dais. <laughs> and then and they just they talked about how they didn't want to make a game, but they felt like they had to. And then they took questions for like a half an hour. It was it was hysterical. It's absolutely oh, hysterical. Wild. And I've seen, you know, the I've seen some cool like premieres. Like they'll they usually show like a Justice League movie premiere. I saw the I don't know if anybody likes Venture Brothers in here, but that's one of my favorite shows. Okay. And they showed the premiere. Their their basically their their series finale movie. They showed that that was great. You know, plus you you see famous people periodically. You know, which is kind of cool. I met. I just shook hands with Tom Kenny, the guy that does SpongeBob. I saw oh, him yeah. in the hallway. I was like, hey, I loved his stand up from years ago, and so I just said hi to him. I saw uh, Putty walking around. Um, I met uh, a couple other voice guys, the guy that does Klaus the fish on American dad and some other stuff. I met him. So you, you just kind of randomly run into somebody, you know, which is cool. Yeah. All right. And then for my last question, bring it back to wrestling. So when I first got into like AIW it was like around absolution 2016. I did a little deep diving back into, uh, like the past years, the year before that. And one of my favorite things was the, 
you managing Eddie Kingston against Ethan Page. And like Eddie Kingston is one of my favorite wrestlers. As someone also from New York, that can be your own worst enemy. I relate to him so much. I was just gonna ask, do you have any good Eddie Kingston stories? Eddie Eddie was um I never thought that the whole pairing of Eddie and I was necessary because obviously when you when you put somebody with uh, when you put a manager with somebody, it's usually because they're missing something. You know, they need they need a little boost. They need help getting over. They need something. Um, Eddie doesn't need that. Obviously, Eddie cuts great promos. Eddie has great in ring work. Eddie is he's you know consummate professional. He kind of gets in his own way sometimes to his detriment, but he's 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 within that sphere of wrestling. He's one of the best. And it was just one of those things where I, I loved working with him, doing promos with him, because I feel like I'm a pretty good promo and he's amazing. So he would elevate my game, you know, uh, to, to another level when I was doing stuff with him. But the, the funny part about Eddie was, or Eddie is, and he's, I mean, I'm not telling, I'm not going to tell you guys anything you don't know. Eddie just will say whatever's on his mind. And he doesn't really care. And so I remember during that feud with, with Ethan, um, Ethan had not taken off yet, you know, with everybody. And he was working in Canada. He was working for us, probably working for a couple other places, but he hadn't really, he didn't feel like he had the ability to say no. And so there was a three day weekend where we ran shows on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it was supposed to be, like this whole big wrestle, it was that that was actually the the initial wrestle rager concept. I think was it was going to be three shows at Turner's, and then just shit started to just fall apart. Grado was supposed to be there for a couple of days, he couldn't make it. We had other stuff coming on. It was just every time we turned around, something was going. People were getting stopped in Canada that were trying to come over, and Ethan uh, wrestled. Friday, I think Eddie and I wrestled against Ethan in the handicap match on Friday because Silesia Sparks got stopped at the border. And Ethan wanted to go do Ring of Honor Saturday and then come back Sunday. And Eddie just tore him apart, like to his face, about how what a bad idea it was and how he was shitting on us and how he wasn't respecting the business and everything else. And I was just like, I was just sitting there and I was like, holy shit. And then he, he even did it in the promo. If you watch the, it's the, the I don't know if you're, you can look it up on YouTube. It's the call me Abdullah, the butcher promo um, where he, he talks about how Abdullah used to always talk about the house he could draw. And so he's like, you can call me Abdullah, the butcher, you know, cause the house is cause of me or whatever. And it's a great promo, but he even says it in there talking about how Ethan left and, and, you know, he's not going to be here to Saturday and all this stuff. And it was just like, just like, holy shit. You know, he doesn't give a fuck. And that was kind of my first real uh, moment with Eddie. I was just like, oh, okay. All right. I, I get it. And, uh, and then after that, we did, I thought we worked really well. I liked working with BJ when I worked with him. Um, I, you know, I really, I like working with everybody, really. I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody I ever worked with that I don't like. I don't think there's anybody ever brought in that I don't like. You know, sadly, the only one I can think of that was kind of a dick was Vader. And it hurts me to say that, but... Everybody else has been fantastic, and Eddie's at the top of the list. I'm surprised you didn't say Jayhawk because he's a pain <laughs> in the ass. I don't think we ever have we ever we never had him in to do anything, have we? Not AIW. Yeah, so there you go. That's what I'm. We're talking about AIW. All that other stuff. That's you know, come on. 
<laughs> and if you want to, if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about the shittiest person in Mega, yeah, he can pay me all day long. But... Yeah, you know, come on. <laughs> shittiest person in Mega. <laughs> what do we got, Butters? We got the calls. We got some calls. What? Yeah, you ready to take some calls, Duke? Oh, yeah, okay. All right, yeah, let's we got roll. some voicemails here. Oh, okay. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. All right, uh, let me share my screen. Okay, so first up is uh, Worldwide, Alex Keller. What's up, the Indie Wrestling Guide? It's your boy, B-O-I, Alex, Worldwide Keller. And, uh, well, I got a question for uh, Dookie Baby. You see, I, uh, you know, I was broke ass for a while, and uh, then I was trying my hand at investing, right? And uh, I got these... Uh, this hot tip about Chinese electric cars. So I had invested easily $40 in Xpeng. <laughs> and it was doing pretty good because, you know, you figure that market, you know, there you know, a lot of people fucking, you know, are interested maybe, you know, having a plan to live on, whatever the fuck. Obviously now, like, the whole electric car thing, you know, we all know where the electricity is coming from, but it's just burning more bullshit. So whatever. Anyway, <laughs> the Ukraine war happened, and uh, fucking my stock tanked, and it never came up for air, and then I was broken up that I had to take, like, I am not proud to say, like, an $18 haircut on that shit, and I sold. <laughs> but anyway, now, I uh, between two jobs, I'm averaging about 15 an hour and, uh, you know, 35 uh, hours a week. So I'm on my way to joining the 1%, obviously. So now what I'm curious is I want to cement my uh, spot in the upper echelon of uh, society and finance. Duke, how should I invest my money? Thanks. I'll take my uh, question, you know. On the show. Okay. Um, first of all, Worldwide has never paid $18 for any haircut. Uh, <laughs> have you seen that guy? Um, so, uh, yeah, electric vehicles, while probably relevant at some point, they're going to have to figure out a lot of things before they start jamming them down everybody's throat. Um, so, and China, a lot of smoke and mirrors going on over there in China. Uh, so, if you're looking for something to do now, I am not an investment specialist. I'm a CPA. That is different. However, if you're looking for a tip, I will. I would say commodities worldwide. Invest in commodities, uh, minerals, commodities funds, uh, perhaps even frozen orange juice with my great grandparent or great uncles, the Duke and Duke boys. Um, you know, one of those commodities is probably a safer bet than Chinese electric vehicles. <laughs> I, I really, I really hope this advice works out. I yeah. really do. <laughs> Good luck, Worldwide. Good luck. Living situation <laughs> on the line here. Uh, up next is the EVP of Health for AIW, uh, Jeremy. Oh, all right. Hi, Indie Wrestling guys. This is Jeremy, EVP of Health. I have uh, two questions for the Duke. I was wondering, first of all, if he had ever been a face or a good guy at any point in his career and how that went for him. Um, and also my second question is with the, uh, as far as being the host division boot champion, does he see any possible contenders for that, that boot with the current class from fresh meat? Okay. Now these are some good questions. I love how, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I love how like there's an inside joke on our office group chat where we just Thorne really because of the bucks and everything else, Thorne really enjoys passing out EVP positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
like as soon as you do something, you're the EVP of it, whatever it is. And like, I think even razor sharp is and, and, and Porter O'Shea is. So I don't know if Jeremy knows that and Thorne appointed him the EVP of health or Jeremy gave himself that own title. Regardless, I'm not going to argue with it. It's, it's on his uh, medical jacket. So it must be official. Um, so to answer his questions, yeah, as, as we talked about, I've been, I was in a baby face in AIW for about seven years. I've been babyface and heel in Mega. I was babyface for the majority of my time, if not all my time, in Mid-Ohio. Um, R.A.P.W., I mean, back in the old Shamrock days. I don't know if you would call me a heel. I mean, I used to cut a promo for every match and just make everybody laugh and, and whatever. So Because it was such a ridiculous, you know, you're wrestling in front of seven people at a bar every Tuesday. Um, so it was just out there to have a good time. So I was probably baby face on some level. Um, but yeah, I've been it. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know if any of you guys were at the Halloween show, but I was a baby face at the Halloween show. And I got to tell you, I was kind of blown up after the entrance. I had to remember all kinds of stuff, like to ch- get the crowd going and everything. And I was just like, this kind of sucks. You know, <laughs> um, I like just standing there and looking mean and not doing nothing. Uh, but as far as, uh, Hoss boot contenders. I mean, I would have said Chuck, even though he's not from Fresh Meat. I would have said Chuck Stone, but now he is the uh, Bill Alfonso champion, and he's kind of gone off in his own direction, and he's doing well. Um, I mean, obviously, Big Sam. Uh, if they ever wanted to do that, you know, we could we could make that happen. Um, not a lot of Hosses in that new class. No, I, I mean, we don't have really have a ton on the roster either. I mean. A ton that it would make sense to. I mean, you know, Josh could do it, but it makes zero sense for Josh to do it. Um, I, I'm trying to rack my brain here real quick and see if there's anybody else. I mean, there's always people we can bring in, but, you know, that's more of a, while it's a legitimate title, even though Wadsworth would tell you it's not, I mean, I didn't make it up. I won it from someone, so it must be a legitimate title. Um, but uh, it's... You know, it's one of those special event type things to, to defend. It's not an every show thing. So, you know, it's kind of hard to get um, names or, you know, semi-famous names to the Hartville flea market, you know. <laughs> so, although Ahmed Johnson apparently was there, I could have put him down and then beat him up with Duke the Dumpster's prosthetic leg, I guess, if I wanted to, but oh, he's that's got a, a whole nother leg? story. That's he a whole nother fake, story for another wait, he time. He has a fake leg now? Yeah, I don't, oh, I mean, I, I can only sad. guess. I don't know if he got hurt. I don't know if it was diabetes. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what the backstory is, but yeah, I, I caught him on MLW randomly once and he was using it in a battle royal. Some, uh, so, some reason he was booked on a battle royal. He's hitting somebody. <laughs> Unfortunate so. garbage garbage incident <laughs> yeah yeah I, I personally want to know why wadsworth doesn't count your title defending in rio de janeiro i mean you made several of them i've seen them they exist. oh i go I, I go all over the place i mean i should see my passport i have like seven stamps in azerbaijan because the host division is real popular over there but he <laughs> he just he because it's me he's a dick and it's me so him and alberti have to shit on me all the time whenever i'm out there and so that's what they say. They go, it's not a real title, even though it's on cage match, number one. Number two, again, I did win it from someone. So it's not like I just showed up with it one day and was like, oh, look at this shiny boot I got. You know, I mean, he's I've just people drink beer out of it several times. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's not that's frowned upon. I mean, that's not. It's got to smell awful. If you check awful. the care and feeding of that thing, it does not say please drink beer out of this. It's that's not <laughs> that's not something. That's something. Jer- EVP of Health Jeremy will have to look into. Gross. I mean, it was it was filthy Tom. I think so. You know, it it's probably cool. it's probably okay. It's yeah. You know, it's probably worse than it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody talked about Roman Reigns title reign, but Duke got over two thousand one hundred day Con division champion. So yeah, I mean, we're we're, nothing. we're about twenty one fifty. I mean, we're approaching Gerald Briscoe, uh, Vern Gagne territory at this point. You know, <laughs> other guys who don't know when to quit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Vern Gagne and, and Dor- uh, Dory Funk Jr. and Fritz von Erich. And, oh, yeah. God. That's exactly who I put in that category with the hospital. Sure. Yep. <laughs> yep. All those guys. One, uh, Josh, ever tell you about the time uh, at WrestleRager when uh, the Duke uh, made fun of me? I didn't. I have not heard, but I'm always up to hear somebody making fun of you. So, like, I hide when the Duke comes out now because he, he has specifically picked on me one time and I knew it was coming and I knew it was going to be bad. He's wearing a shirt that said death proof. Uh, it was an Aaron Epic shirt. And he looks at me and he goes, uh, death proof. You look like you're about to have a heart attack right now. And I was like, <laughs> I knew it was coming because he was roasting everybody. And I just, all was I could do was just, was no, that this year? No, that was my first one. I think it was like uh, three, WrestleRager three or four. Oh, okay. One of the two. It was like, but yeah, it was right before the pandemic. And I just like, I knew it was coming. And I'm like, there's nothing I can say here. Like, I just got to. Okay. Thank you. You, you well, killed I'll... somebody this year at, at Absolution. I forgot what you said to him, but it was absolutely brutal. And I just remember everybody... oh, the guy in the, in the bleachers. Yeah. He and was, it, and I, it was brutal. I, he was wearing a Nike, uh, just a, a swoosh sweatshirt. And I was, I told him he was too poor to buy closer seats. So I couldn't hear him. So I said, I said, why don't you just do it and shut the fuck up? <laughs> it was, but it was brutal. I will tell you, since we're talking about it, I will tell you my favorite of all time. Um, it was at a mega wrestling show. Um, they do this show every year at a softball baseball park. And it was outside. I think I know the one you're going to do. Go ahead. That was great. And and there was this guy sitting in the front row wearing effectively a 7X T-shirt. And it said it was the elite in the, you know, in the, in the Bullet Club font or whatever. It just said the elite. <laughs> on. And I was saying something and he cheered or whatever else. I looked at him and I said, I said, oh, the elite. I was like, I would too sweet you, but I don't want to, your diabetes to act up. And then I said, I said, the only thing elite about you are your glucose levels. <laughs> and that that's oh, no. probably that's probably my favorite of all time. You don't you can't come back from that either. You just have to sit there and take <laughs> no, you it. You have to take it. Like I, I, right, I wasn't arguing. You can't with even come back quick enough yeah. to argue no, with well, him. So I when said that, said, I said, said the that, only thing elite like, about fuck. you are your glucose levels. And I looked at Traxler and I said, that's right, right? Traxler, glucose levels. Is that what you're worried about? And he's like, yes. <laughs> that is so that cool. little wow. minute window is that's probably my favorite one of all time. <sighs> oh man, yeah, I, yeah that, I, I was like, well, this is gonna this is gonna suck, and I, so what you said, I was like, fuck. So now that's, I hide. I that's one just... of the beauties of of being a heel is you can say whatever you want. It's also one of the beauties of having a relatively quick mind and just catching people off guard with things. And you know, 
pull back the curtain a little bit. Sometimes I see things in the crowd or, or you know, a lot of that stuff isn't necessarily right there. You know, some, a lot of it is, but some of it is, I might notice a t-shirt when I'm looking through the curtain, you know, and then I'll think of something. I'll be like, Oh, I got to make sure I say that when I go out there. (laughs) Um, But a lot of it's off the top of my head, but some, some of it's a little planned. Uh, it was it, it bothered me at first, but then I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of cool because like you know you can go back and watch that now, and it's it's something that's there. So. Yeah, you're part of the show, it's, yeah. and it still hurts you. It still hurts you to this day, apparently, because you're still you're still thinking I still, about still it. Think about hey, it. it, it, makes, me, it makes me laugh because I'm like, it still makes me laugh. It's like, yeah. all right. I knew it was coming as soon as he looked at my shirt and said that. I'm like, "Fuck, here we go." I was like, <laughs> "Honestly, that's one thing I miss about the old Shamrock show: just give Duke a mic, but you never knew what he was going to say, but you knew it was going to be entertaining as hell." Hey, the indie wrestling guide Zach here. Uh, wanted to call for a question for this week with Halloween fast approaching. What I guess former wrestler, maybe a wrestler that has passed away, is probably the better way to say this. Would you want to be haunted by? Uh, I'm going to go Eddie Guerrero. I go, I like that theme song. I like that car. I think it'd be kind of cool to hang out with Eddie Guerrero. Let me know. Have a good Halloween. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Wait, yeah, if you're haunted by the wrestler, they have to have all their gear and music and everything? <laughs> I guess. <It's> just... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know, Zach. <laughs> I guess that's Zach's rules. I don't, I don't know. Zach's rules are that they have to have the entire to-do. Like, you're in your bedroom, and you hear, like, ooh, and they come out, and Eddie Guerrero's music hits, and he comes back. No, they don't even go, ooh. They just goes, he just goes, ooh, poppy. And then he shows up in your bedroom in a sheet, and he's right. shimming. <laughs> and whatever. How'd I don't you know. get that car into my bedroom? I don't know what's happening yeah. here. Yeah. Why is your lowrider floating? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess. Uh, let's see. Um, honestly, this is going to be a weird answer. Uh, well, it's a weird question. So I guess it, by definition, it's going to be a weird answer. But um, I would go with Mae Young because I think she'd be a ball to hang out with. <laughs> take take her out for a scotch. Go everybody I think hanging she, out. I think she would be an absolute firecracker to hang out with. Absolutely. Absolutely, they, they don't make women like that. She was like the she'd go out and have a, a smoke and a and a booze with somebody and then beat him up and get. I into know, a, yeah, she was, just, yep. she was fucking badass. I think that I think that would be cool as shit. <laughs> she kind of reminded me of my grandmother a little bit, so maybe that maybe that's why. I don't know. Maybe he'd be like uh, Terry Funk, but he'd be like a, a force ghost where he'd like oh. show up and like I'm like you know trying to lift something and he's like shows up and he just keeps yelling fight forever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was thinking Terry Funk just go anytime I, anytime I, I did something stupid he would go your mother go whore man that that fight for everything will will live in forever it really will the the fact that that had to go on over and over and over again was I mean but that I was his second yeah. retirement speech or fourth or that was well, in that, Japan right yeah but you remember they cut it into the uh, the twenty four hour uh, uh, like the the that fundraiser GCW they were show, doing GCW. Yeah. And every oh, commercial yeah. was fight every forever. Every commercial was that, and, and it would just run for like, and you would just keep saying it for. It was like on a loop for like a couple minutes. Well, that's yeah. that's GCW for you. But <laughs> they were doing all that stuff out of the uh, Voltage Lounge in in Philadelphia, the the underground show or whatever, twenty four hours during the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Josh, your uh, your buddy Stan called. Listen, he 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 got in. The, I don't know if he got in any trouble or whatever, but he managed to make his way back to the show, so that's good. Uh, as far as I know, he, I think he addresses that possibly. So, Oh, good. I don't know if Duke's ever heard Stan from Burlington, but you're in for a treat. Burlington, Vermont? 
Burlington anywhere. It could be anywhere, Duke. Oh, yeah. I've been I determined that. Yeah, I've been pretty sure it's Bur- some uh, Burlington in New York, I feel like. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't think it is, but I well, still I still say it's their ends in Burlington Co Factory. Yep. <laughs> An abandoned huh? one. <laughs> we'll see. One day, one day we'll get a visit from Stan and we'll see. All right, here we go. Hi, it's me, Stan, from Burlington. I don't know if you remember me. I haven't called in a few weeks. Seems like this show really went off the rails in my absence. One week, Jayhawk wasn't on. The show, the whole show he missed. I was thinking, sure miss Jayhawk. Who's going to talk about the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> Jayhawk sure likes football. And the Guardians. But they stink. <laughs> you think Dom Guarini has been watching the Browns? I like Dom. I like when he wears his glasses. You think he has to wear them while he watches TV? <laughs> Last week, Charlie Butters was off the show. You guys kept saying he was suspended. I didn't really believe that, because I've said some things on this show that should have gotten me suspended. But that <laughs> I mean, I did get my phone privileges taken away here where I live for a while. But that was because I was Googling Mountain Cambridge, followed by some naughty words. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the rumor is Charlie Butters is back this week. I guess I won't know until the show comes out. But let's be honest, if he is back. This is some odd Patty Hearst type scenario, whereby you guys are punishing your listeners for being too loyal. <laughs> Last week's show without Butters was almost as good as a week without Jay Gold yammering on about all his first world white people problems. Oh, I paid over $100 so my daughter could get a picture of Sasha Menix. Thank God she didn't snarl at us. That would have been okay because earlier in the week I got a quick handy in the locker room from CPA at the Creator Pro Show. <laughs> you guys also have been on the guest train, I see. Last week, Joshua Bishop was fantastic. A really interesting guy that this show managed to get just the most minimal answers from. <laughs> hey, I'm sure you like TNA. The six-sided ring sure is cool, right? <laughs> so funny, because I love an impact. It's officially coming back as TNA as of the new year as a pay-per-view. <laughs> Speaking of paying for TNA, I see you have the Duke on this week. Talk about a situation where there's a lived experience gap between the guests and the hosts. Duke is going to want to talk about building up his IHG loyalty points. And Jay Gold is going to be asking about whether he collects Funko Pops. <laughs> Duke is booking the Intercontinental Hotel. And Marcy is trotting around a replica WWE Intercontinental Championship belt with Tony Hizo. <laughs> is this show paying AIW's October tax retainer? Because why the hell is the Duke agreeing to come on and speak to the four of you? Three of us probably haven't filed taxes since the Trump administration. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Duke. I like a man that is bold enough to wear a t-shirt and sport coat. I once read that designer Michael Kors always wears a navy cashmere t-shirt and navy blazer. Sort of his go-to look. Jay Gold's go-to look is a fanny pack and a pair of AIW branded traps. The energy <laughs> with this show is just undeniable. <laughs> well, this has been a fun return, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been. Want to play a game? Yeah. Let's play what doesn't belong and why. All right. The weekly segment where I give you three names and you tell me what doesn't belong and why. Charlie, remember to pause and let everyone guess. Okay, here goes. What doesn't belong and why? A, Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. B, the Duke. C, Jay Gold. Going to see the Duke being the only one that won't go after underage women. Oh, that is wrong. 
Yeah, that is wrong. Um, <laughs> no, 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 not, not, not anymore. Um, oh, shit. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, it's got to have something to do with harassment or something. Um, not always what you think, dude. It's not always what yeah. you think. Well, the fact that he mentioned Jim Jordan, I mean, it's got to be some weird-ass <laughs> thing like that. Um <laughs> I know he was a wrestler. I know that, but oh, sheesh. Um, I would say uh, I'm going to say me, but I don't know why. <laughs> all, all right. right. Let's find <laughs> out. Okay. Here's the answer. While all three have some questionable histories regarding men and wrestling, <laughs> the answer is clearly B, the Duke. Because unlike the other two, people actually want him to speak. Okay, gotta go. Bye. All right, there we go. <laughs> well, I was half right. <laughs> oh, Stan was on one today. Holy shit! Oh, All right, he's cooped up for how long? Yeah, he I know. Had a lot to say. Yeah, three weeks without phone privileges. No, he doesn't. He doesn't get a lot. He doesn't get a lot of sun driving around in that windowless white van that he has. <laughs> he's actually in the van. He's in yeah. the back of the van. They drive him yeah. around. He gets out into town. You know. There's some there's some episodes he's told us about his paintings of Malcolm Cambridge and Dom and everything else. So, yep. So what do we got, Duke? You got plugs? Do I have any plugs? Oh yeah. man, I mean, uh, we got shows coming up in uh, November and, and December. You're gonna want to check those out. Uh, Hell on Earth, uh, obviously annual Black Friday show again out at the East Lake uh, for sports. Um, very spacious, very roomy. Has to be big if we're bringing in Kenta and Rocky Romero. Those are actually pretty cool. Um, and then December, I think we're back at the Temple on the 30th. And I could tell you the main event, but I'm not going to because we haven't announced it yet. Um, but you're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be wild. Uh, you can follow me if you care to on Twitter. Uh, it's the Duke 1279 um, I do not have Instagram or any of those other ones because – I like to pretend I have a life and <laughs> I'm too old. I think to be on TikTok. I think I tried like four times. They keep kicking me out. Um, but uh, all I've got is all I got is Twitter and Facebook. Um, so if you give a shit about anything I have to say, or you want to read a tweet every five or six days, that might be funny. It might be a cat picture. I don't know. It depends. Depends on how I'm feeling. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Jay Hawk. You can follow me on Twitter at ref Jayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk one, five, three, nine. Twitch and TikTok at RefJayhawk. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and Blue Sky at Boy Boy spelled B-O-I. And three weeks away, November 15th at Dunlaps. It is Transgiving. I am making my DJ debut. Come out, have fun, and dance. What is Blue Sky? It's like it's like kind of Twitter, but yeah, there's they're like try, they're like, trying. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to be the replacement for Twitter if uh, Twitter oh, okay. ever goes away. <laughs> okay. All I know about Blue Sky is it's an it's amazing diner in Illyria. There's a few Blue Sky diners. There's some in Jersey, too, where I used to live. Oh, yeah? They're, yeah. they're fantastic. I, yeah. I didn't mean to de derail the plugs. Oh, it doesn't. Don't worry about it. Oh, you're good. Uh, so all I have is I'm Charlie underscore Butters on socials. Uh, check out our Patreon. Uh, $10 tier patrons get a T-shirt in December. Uh, we will have shirts and stickers at Hell on Earth in November. I'm super excited for that. 
Uh, we'll probably have some at the uh, Sick Things Clothing booth. Like I said, um, we're working with them with stuff. So, what about yeah. the show you and I did on uh, last weekend for the Patreon? That, that'll be coming out soon. Whenever Dalton sends that over, because I know it's going to be between the Grift Patreon and ours. So, if whenever. anybody wants to watch us uh, watch uh, one of the best ladder matches I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life from 2004, me Butters and Dalton watch one. Can't believe you did this without me. We checked on you, Mars. You couldn't do it. That's true. Yeah. I was not asked. I mean, that, that, that for the record. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. Well, you right, can don't find worry. Me. I wasn't either. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jiggle12. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us and our Twitter handle, IWGuide1. Don't go to IWGuide. That is not us. Uh, the YouTube page and Patreon, patreon.com backslash IWGuide. Don't forget about the merch store over at Brainbuster Tees. We have the brand new IWGP title belt logo. We have uh, Marcy's Arcade. We have Stan from Burlington. We have our faces. Put them on your body. Uh, we have a bunch of cool crap. Go check it out. Listen to our podcast, friends. At Odds with Wrestling, the card is going to change. The returning super fantastic podcast, X Over and... Hi, Bussy, a wrestling adjacent podcast. Check out our other friends, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide, JCP Designs, PWPondries.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Ohio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Women's Wrestling Watch of Northeast Ohio, who's our new friend, uh, Michelle Carter, Jose Rodriguez Photography, AJ Small Photography, our pals over at Sick Things Clothing, Angry Lemonade, and Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. Duke, thank you for joining us. Uh, quote, as the great Bobby Heenan once said, I could be president, but I don't want to take a pay cut and move to a bad neighborhood. <laughs> All right. Watch indie wrestling. See you later. Bye. Good night, everyone. Later, dweebs. Maybe I'm a
bitch, I'm Ouija swerving. When the room is quiet, you gon' hear me spitting verses. Know I stay inside you like the hands in all your purses. Know the things you said to me were part of my existence. I was dead inside before my outside caught up with me. I'm a ghost. Duke, are you with us? Uh, I think so. Can you can you hear me out there? <laughs> I can hear you. Yes, awesome. Yep, you hear good. I mean, you sound good. <laughs> I hear good. I hear well. <laughs> <laughs> what that's in the world proper, just came out of my mouth? I don't know what just happened right there. Yeah, I mean that's the way. Is probably the better. Oh, what is happening? Would you want to be playing? You're playing the audio for. No, I'm not touching anything. It's just going crazy right now. I like that theme song. What is happening? Stop. Breaking the podcast, brothers. It's it's going crazy right now. I'm not even touching anything. This is insane. Yeah, I just got muted. Are you being hacked live? That's you. That's unusual. Charlie's on the internet and not touching anything. Right now, he disappeared. <laughs> <on us>. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, see that's off the top of my head. See, so yeah. <laughs> that- <laughs> and I lost you, butters. Where'd you go? 